Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We're talking about labor matters at the conversation today. And in hindsight, I definitely should have just included it in unions because there's not much to talk about. We've talked about most of it, but we can just go over it a little bit. And the first thing we need to understand with athlete conversation is that athletes should be viewed as entertainers, not just regular standard workers. Because it can be hard to imagine how an athlete can get paid so much, but we should look at them as entertainers. Because, honestly, athletes are highly skilled, and the average person desires to watch them because of their natural, amazing abilities. And so thinking about athletes getting, being entertainers helps understand why they get such high salaries. Now... We know that unlike most unions where they're negotiating for a standard wage, in sports, salaries of individual athletes are, are determined by negotiations with the team and through CBA stuff. But still, when they can get what we can have happen with through nego- union negotiation, is salary caps and minimum wages that still impact. But... We're going to talk about free agency first because um, that's what one one of the things that drives the rising player salaries is free agency. There's restricted and unrestricted. Restricted free agency comes after the initial period at the beginning of a career. It allows an athlete to be able to receive offers from other teams in the league. However, they're not completely out of the woods because the athlete's current team has the right to match the offer that any other team provides and then they get to keep that player. So athletes can get a salary increase because other teams are, are offering them, but um, it's the marketplace isn't completely open because that team can re-sign them by just simply matching the offer. But they still get the higher increase. Unfre- unrestricted free agency really opens up um, athletes to getting a fair market compensation for what they do because they can receive offers from all the teams. And this happens really late in their career. And what, it's not really free agency that drives the rise in player salaries. It's supply and demand of players. If every player was a free agent every year, players would not get nearly as much. But because, like if, if every single NFL quarterback, for example, was a free agent this year, Patrick Mahomes would not get nearly as much money uh, because teams would be like, well, why, sign, why pay that money when I could pay a little less and get Russell Wilson? But the fact of the matter is not many great quarterbacks are on free agency that often, and it's tough to, and sometimes betting on the draft isn't a sure thing. And so teams want to pay those scarce players big when they come because they want to secure them. So it's in players' interest to keep free agency limited so they can receive higher wages. Um, athlete, owners over the years have tried to limit player earnings. We know from the reserve clause system really did it. And since that was stopped in really in 1975 by Peter Sykes in the arbitration case, they start with luxury caps, salary luxury taxes, salary caps. Salary caps provide that cost certainty because it's it guarantees players a significant a, a significant percentage of certain revenue streams, but it's a it's a set percentage. Um, there's a hard cap which puts an absolute limit. <coughs> Bless me. Bless me. Yeah, sorry. Had, excuse me for sneezing, but. There's a hard cap and soft cap. Soft cap says there's a number of exemptions you can do to spend more. Hard cap, you can somehow spend over, but not a lot, not very much. And then finally, we have luxury taxes. Luxury taxes exist by penalizing teams for excessive spending and disincentivizing them to do so. So yesterday we talked about revenue sharing competitive balance. You guys know that. 
you know the important things that you need to know, um, important individuals. And then today we did unions and athlete compensation. And so those are the two biggest things that we're going to need to know for the first exam by far. So you absolutely need to know that. And that's it. Um, I do think you know everything you knew.